0: AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio.
2: With SRN News, I'm Jeremy House in Washington. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio has announced an early end to a curfew that was spurred by protests against police brutality. The mayor tweeted the 8 p.m. curfew that was set to remain in effect through at least Sunday would be lifted effective immediately. Also on SRNNews.com, city officials also urge the demonstrators be tested for COVID-19. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo says officials are concerned the protests may have spread the coronavirus. We're going to do 35,000 tests per day just in New York City. Snapshot, snapshot, snapshot. So we'll watch it on a daily basis to find out exactly what is happening. Anti-racism protesters in southwestern England have pulled down the statue of a slave trader and then dumped it into a harbor. The toppling of Edward Colston's statue is greeted with joyous scenes on
0: Sunday. This is SRN News. Mark Levin sees a strategy from the media. And so now I watch these attacks on the president by one reporter after another. And I'm convinced
3: that they talk to each other. They share ideas. They show how they're going to attack the president. Try and quote him from March when he didn't think it would be as big of a problem as it is today. The president is basing his opinions on what these experts are telling him. He's not making things up. Moreover, he's not trying to panic the nation. The
0: media do that. Mark Levin, weeknights at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent radio with photos
4: and videos from our events, news updates, live streaming, and yes, maybe even a selfie or two. The latest and greatest way to connect with the Patriot is to follow us on Instagram. Just simply search for AM 1280 The Patriot on Instagram, and we'll be there. Just past four o'clock on this Sunday afternoon here in the Twin Cities, let's take a look at your forecast from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. We got mostly sunny skies today. We hit a high of 87, and we got the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker coming up next right here on AM 1280 The Patriot.
2: This is Dennis Prager from Mathnasium, the math learning center. As you know, I prefer clarity to agreement. Being able to understand math is often key to achieving clarity. But with 6 out of 10 high schoolers not being proficient at math, students could be at a great disadvantage. Mathnasium helps students reach their potential to understand and even enjoy math, whether they're starting out far behind or already doing well. Using a customized one-on-one approach, Mathnasium educates and inspires students, helping them develop number sense. Math fluency and confidence that equips them for success in school and for the rest of their lives. Mathnasium also provides homework help so students can better understand and finish it successfully on their own, freeing you up to focus on other aspects of parenting. Give your child a life-changing math learning experience. Contact one of the Mathnasium centers listed on the Patriot's advertiser page at am1280thepatriot.com and receive $50 off your enrollment. Mathnasium changing lives through math.
6: Energy-efficient windows, installing a new water heater, a kitchen remodel. For years, checklists and to-do lists have piled up. You even made a list for all your lists. But now, the time has come to get things
3: done. Introducing our half-off home makeover, where we're getting you the products and services
6: you need for home improvement at 50% off the regular price. But these deals are only available through us and only available from the 10th to the 19th. So keep an eye on our social media and website for more details.
4: Do you have 2020 vision, spiritually,
6: geopolitically?
4: Gain clearer vision for yourself by joining Dr. Sebastian Gorka on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th.
0: Register today at am1280thepatriot.com. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide.
1: The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
0: It's time now for a smart, plain talk regarding politics, Israel, and the law. This is the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker, a Parker Daniels keyboard, wise counsel, winning results. Now, here's your host,
6: Andrew Parker.
3: I'm impressed. With my attorney Bernie I'm impressed with his influential friends
5: He's got very big connections And I follow his directions It's First Sunday, 4 o'clock. Rise. What does that mean? It means it's the best hour in radio of the week. It is the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker. And every Sunday, as you know, Coast to Coast, when you're live streaming... We talk politics, Israel, and the law. Just smart, plain talk. That's all it is. We're not uh, talking from the blue team or the red team. We're talking facts. We're not talking emotion. And we're getting right down to it. And uh, today is no different. In fact, a big show today uh, as we are honored... To have a special guest on the Victory Hour, America's Mayor, Mayor Rudy Giuliani, will be joining us very shortly on the Victory Hour to talk about policing, racism, and the rule of law. And who better to talk to it about, someone who, well, when he took the helm in New York City, things were quite a bit different from a crime standpoint, from a livability standpoint in uh, the Big Apple than when uh, he gave those reins over to Mike Bloomberg. And when I say different, I mean better. Undou- undoubtedly better. So, who is Rudy Giuliani? Uh You know, he was a Democrat back in the 70s, an independent uh, after that, became a Republican really since uh, 1980, uh, and has been seen and known as a moderate Republican who understands issues uh, from all sides. He now, as most of you know, is personal attorney to uh, President Donald J. Trump, but importantly, He uh, was U.S. Assistant uh, Attorney General from 81 to 83, U.S. Attorney in the Southern District of New York, who most would say uh, is the most uh, important, if you will, U.S. Attorney uh, position uh, in the United States from 83 to 89. uh, And... uh, then he ran for mayor in 1989 of New York City. Uh, he was ultimately elected in 1993 and took office in 94. In 89, uh, David Dinkins became the mayor of uh, New York City. You will recall a Beam back in the late 70s. Uh, you know, like or not, a Beam, it was a disaster. Uh, and uh, Ed Koch during most of the 80s, and then uh, David Dinkins handing it over to Mayor Rudy Giuliani. And boy, what a uh, difficult time. Let's hear Rudy Giuliani's uh, inaugural speech, just a couple of sentences from his inaugural speech on January 2nd, 1994. Note, normally, in fact, consistently, uh, the inauguration of the mayor of New York is on January 1st of each year. However, in 94, that date fell on a Saturday, and Rudy Giuliani said, we will not do the inauguration on the Sabbath, on the Jewish Sabbath, and uh, pushed it to uh, January 2nd. What did he have to say as he was going into this most difficult of positions uh, in 1994?
6: Time brings all things to pass, and with the spirit of my administration... New York City is poised for dramatic change. The era of fear has had a long enough reign. The period of doubt has run its course. As of this moment, the expressions of cynicism, New York is not governable, New York is not manageable, New York is not worth it, all of these I declare politically incorrect. Let's not use them anymore.
5: There it is. You know, no more fear city. And that promise was kept by Rudy Giuliani. No question, uh, no question about it. While he was a U.S. attorney, you may recall in the 80s, Rudy Giuliani took down the mafia in New York City. I'm talking about all five families. Uh, Head-to-head, toe-to-toe, and he took them down. Uh, the worst of organized crime in New York City. In addition, uh, not done there on Wall Street. He took down the big financiers, uh, Ivan Bosky, Michael Milken. That was Rudy Giuliani, uh, you may remember. And he was the first Republican to get reelected uh, to office since uh, LaGuardia back in 1941. We welcome to the victory hour this, uh, well, crisis ridden in the United States. Sunday. America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Mayor, thank you very much for joining us on the Victory
6: Hour. Oh, not at all, Andrew. Thank you very much for having me.
5: So I want to open uh, our discussion today with talking about what you were faced with. I want to talk about New York back in the time when you came uh, into office uh, in 1994. What were you faced with What did you do, and what were the results?
6: Well, you know, I think I would have to say I was faced with uh, a city that had deteriorated tremendously, uh, much worse than it is right now. Uh, Maybe some numbers would sort of describe it. We had 10.5% unemployment, which, you know, is pretty close to the 13% unemployment we have right now. We had 10.5% unemployment. Uh, we had 1.1 million people on welfare in a city of about, at that point, 7.8 million. Um, we had not had a new Fortune 500 company in 20 years, and we have lo- lost something like 20 of them. Um, we had tremendous we had tremendous uh, inability to produce new jobs. We were just losing jobs, and not gaining them. And that was on the economic economic front. We had pretty much the highest taxes in the country and we were taxing industries out of existence. We we had even lo- lost the movie industry. They wouldn't make movies in New York anymore because the taxes were too high. And if you look at the movies made in the 1980s, if it's New York, they were made in Toronto <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, sleepless in Seattle. Sure. Except for the scene, uh, the scene with the empire state building was filmed in Toronto. Wow. Just one. So, uh, what about graffiti, vandalism, graffiti, criminal conduct? Graffiti was all graffiti was all over the place. I haven't mentioned crime because crime was the worst. Yeah, uh, crime was uh, for thirty years just the one indicator that would tell you everything. We ha- we we didn't have a year for thirty years in a row without less than fifteen hundred murders. Jeez! And now, to give you a comparison, this year murder went up under the Blasio, and it's three hundred it and fifty.
5: It three hundred and fifty, it went to, up.
6: Yeah. But it used to be used to be 1,800, and then I ran against David Dinkins. David Dinkins won by 2%. He became mayor. I got a very, very high vote for a Republican. Uh, I, he beat me by only 2%. I had something like 48%. He had 50%. And we hadn't had a Republican that had over 42% since LaGuardia. John Lindsay, who was the prior Republican, won very narrowly with a split electorate, like 40%. So I actually thought that I had a career in politics because I did well. And I thought, I, but not run for mayor again. Republicans just can't win, I said. But I could run for governor. I could run for the Senate. And after a year and a half, David Dinkins proved to be a terrible mayor. Um, we had the, Cor- the Korean grocery. This was a grocery that was boycotted by blacks uh, because the Korean... Had, the, the Korean gentleman had said something, but then it turned out he never said it, and they were trying to really shake him down. And uh, and Dinkins did nothing to protect him. The Korean went to court. He got an injunction against the blacks uh, boycotting him. The court ruled for the Korean, and Dinkins never enforced it for 13 months because he, a fa- a fa- he was afraid to challenge the black community. And then we had Crown Heights, where... Um, There was an accident involving a uh, young black kid, and it led to a massive riot for four days. Uh, A pogrom, really, because basically black people were going out, yelling and screaming that they were going to kill Jewish people. They succeeded in killing Yankel Rosenbaum, whose family I got very close with. That was succeeded a year later by another similar riot in Washington Heights for four days, where there was a misunderstanding over the death of a drug dealer. The man who was a drug dealer was painted as a altar boy who had done nothing wrong and was just k- killed by the police for no reason. And then as the three days rolled out with Washington Heights being burned, it turned out that he was a fairly major figure in a drug gang. And then the police finally discovered a tape in which it was quite clear he was attempting to kill the police officer when the police officer defended himself.
5: And so you anyway. decided to run against uh,
6: Dinkins. I because things were terrible, and our budget deficit was two billion dollars in other words we, we we he left he left me with a budget in which he hadn't funded two billion dollars worth of the expenses of and we're halfway through the fiscal year uh so the day the day the day after I won my best friend and campaign manager, who was going to be my chief of staff, my first deputy mayor, he came to me and he said. Yeah. Maybe it would have been better if we lost. <laughs> because the de- We thought the deficit was $700 million. Uh, Rudy, I said, yeah, well, Peter, what is it? And it's, it's $2 billion. Oh, <laughs> uh, know, so, yeah. so
5: when we come back with uh, America's mayor, we're going to talk about, in the face of his uh, entering uh, his position as mayor of New York City and all of what he was facing, uh What he did in response and some of the results. We're also going to talk about uh, the horrific death of George Floyd. We're going to talk about policing and racism and maybe some reforms in that regard as well. Make sure to stay with us. It's the victory hour uh, while we're on this short break. After you're done sharpening your number two pencil and I've got my sharpener right here ready to go. And I've got my yellow pad as well. Uh, go to parkerdk.com where you'll find what is often referred to as an award winning website. We'll be right back. Stay with us. i melting away. I'll make.
0: A AM 1280, The Patriot.
5: Mark Twain once quipped, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis.
1: Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway?
2: If you could do one thing that changed you forever, would you? How about something exciting and extraordinary, a bucket list item with years of memories packed into 10 days? Make 2020 a year you'll never forget, and join me, Sebastian Gorka, and my friend Mike Lindell on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th, journeying through one of the most politically and spiritually significant places in the world, and you'll see
0: over 40 iconic sites straight from history. Register at
5: am1280thepatriot.com. Is a verbal contract really only as good as the paper it's written on? This is Andrew Parker from the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently represented a client in a claim for unpaid compensation. He was promised payment of $1.8 million in bonuses. His employer refused to pay, citing no written contract. We went to work. After investigation and litigation, we won the case and recovered $2.3 million for our client. Our experienced trial lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country. We have legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, and financial transactions and appeals. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Go to ParkerDK.com. Yes, sir, we are back. And uh, we love that song, New York, New York, no question about it. it. has a lot of different meaning. In fact, whenever you hear it, you look around for Rudy Giuliani uh, because he probably isn't far off. But I will tell you, many Minnesotans, if not most, hate it. <laughs> because, as you know, those New York Yankees are big trouble for the Minnesota Twins, and they have been consistently. When we get back to baseball, maybe that'll change as the Bomba Squad is uh, only to improve. We have with us on the Victory Hour today, America's Mayor, uh, Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Uh, and we are talking about policing and racism. And we are just getting into it, frankly. And and I uh, wanted to ask the mayor, as he talked on the other side, about what he was coming into when he became mayor in '94. Uh, in the city of New York. So what did you end up doing about it? What sorts of programs or campaigns did yeah. you put in place? And and what sorts of results did you get on uh, handing it over to Michael Bloomberg?
6: I really made a decision early on, and it came with advice from my campaign chairman, Arnie Burns, who had been former deputy attorney general under Ronald Reagan. I had been associate attorney general. And Arnie was my campaign chairman, and he was a man older than me and wiser and kind of a mentor of sorts, right? So at one point, I don't know why we are having this discussion, but I came into office and I had to cut. cut something like 20,000 jobs. and I was having protests every day, and I, I came in. I, I had no honeymoon. I was unpopular right from the beginning. And, and Arnie knew I was kind of down because we were doing everything that was right, but we, people hated us for it. You know, we cut. We cut every department of government except the police and fire because we had 2,000 murders uh, uh, two years ago, two years before. I couldn't cut the police. My people would get killed if I did that. So I was seen then as a pro-police mayor. I cut everything but the, but the police. All I cared about was the police. And Arnie came to me and he said, you know, uh, Rudy, you've got the right instincts. You, you, you've been studying this city for years. You investigated it for five and a half years as U.S. attorney. More than you, no one knows more than you about what's wrong with it. So don't even listen to your advisors. Go with your instincts. If you think something has to be cut, cut it. If you think they're going to say you're a racist if you do it, you're not a racist. Explain to them you're not. So I started a program that was, I said, if you're on welfare, you have to work. And there's a little part of New York law that allows you to do that. Nobody had ever relied on it before. So if you had a welfare check, you had to work for me for 20 hours a week if you wanted to get it. And it was a revolution. The New wow. York Times River, River, the New York Times called me all kinds of names. Mm-hmm. Uh, the liberal papers were saying I was running a plantation. I was taking advantage of black people. And I would go all over the city to black neighborhoods. Never, never went to as many black neighborhoods as white neighborhoods, sometimes more because I need more help there, and I'd explain myself. I would say, I love you. That's why I'm doing this. I don't want you to be in dependency for the next generation. I'd say I have examples here of families ha- that haven't worked in three generations. How how are you young people going to get the work ethic if you don't work? Right? You get the work ethic by seeing daddy or mommy or grandmommy or somebody get up in the morning and go to work. You You don't see that.
5: What about the campaign that you implemented on, uh, as it relates to uh, broken windows and also uh, stop and frisk, which now has become quite controversial?
6: Well, the, the program that we started was called the Broken Windows Theory. Uh, it means you pay attention to small things before they become big things. And if you don't pay attention to small things, you can never convince people to pay attention to the big ones. So we had a tremendous amount of uh, street... Pet, street peddling, street begging that would sometimes lead to these people going into the middle of the street requiring you to give them money from your car, and then they, then they would wash the window of your car. But, and it got very, ter- very, very bad. They would wash the window of your car whether you wandered or not. And then if you didn't pay them, they'd scratch up your car. And uh, I said, I was, looking, I was looking for something we could do right away that would show we can win. And Bill Bratton, who was my first police commissioner, and I focused on them. And we said, we're going we're to eliminate every single one of them. And we came up with a program of giving them tickets if they got into the street. Many of them never had identification, which meant we could take them into the precinct. Half of them turned out to be violent criminals who had warrants out for their arrest that the city never acted on. We had like five, ten thousand 10,000 people who were accused of things from murder down to rape and that never showed up and we never bothered to find them. So that turned out to be a big success. We, we got rid of the squeegee people in three weeks. It gained a lot of credibility for our, for our law enforcement program. then we moved on to using the ComStat system to pinpoint where the crime was. And I changed the entire structure of the police department. And here's, here's why we were able to defend ourselves against the Clinton administration attempting to bring a case against us uh, for racism, because I could show that every single, every single case we made basically came from a complaint that was made about that case from a person of that race. Most of the crime is intra-racial, So 70, roughly 70 or 75% of the murders in New York City are committed by black men.
5: So you, were in fact, were protecting, it, in effect, the black community, in large. Part. So, yeah,
6: right, right. So you would look at it quickly and say, oh, my goodness, 75 percent of the people they arrest for murder are blacks. Blacks are only 13 percent of the population and they're only 7 percent of the males, 7 percent of the males. And they're arresting 70 percent. They must be racist. Yeah. Unless you took a look at the fact that 78 percent of the victims were black. Right. And 78 percent of the complaints we received identified a black person. That's the person who did the murder or the rape or the robbery or the burglary. So who will we go look for a white person? And, and what about that is the the underlying fallacy. Andrew, there's an article in the New York times a week ago, totally phony. And it's, it's, it's about, um, it's about Minneapolis. And it says seven, seven blacks are encountered by the police seven times more than whites. I read the whole article three times. They never mentioned there that they commit violent crimes about 11 times more than whites. So they're actually disproportionately not encountered in proportion to the amount of crime they commit. You don't encounter people based on their portion of the population. You do it based on the number of the representations of crime. If you did it the way the New York Times wanted it, we should search women Fifty one percent of the time because there's 51 percent of the population, but they only commit eight percent of the crime.
5: Mayor, do you want to uh, comment on the stop and frisk uh, controversy and and issue? Was it uh, successful and,
6: and uh, was it a racist policy?
5: It was not at all
6: racist. It was not. And it was, uh, I think <clears throat> I think my police commissioners, Bratton and Safer and, 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 and Carrick, all of whom were exceptionally talented police commissioners, almost legendary now, all of them uh, used it, and they used it very wisely. And uh, it, it's based on the Terry decision in the Supreme Court. Right. And it says that a, a police officer can stop you with less than probable cause, which is what you need to arrest you. And he could question you if he's suspicious. Uh, uh, and if he's in fear of his life, or if he has a suspicion that you have a weapon, he can search you. Now, the problem we had in New York was most of those murders of those 2,000 murders were committed with guns. You can't just go take a gun, and, uh, and we had very strict uh, gun control laws. that wasn't helping. But another fallacy that gun control laws can stop crime, which they can't. And uh, we had to find a way to get the guns legally. So we came up with this theory of. Uh, probably based on their tactical knowledge and my knowledge of the law. And we started doing and it was enormously successful. All of a sudden, we weren't just bringing murders down. We were bringing shootings down. Wasn't
5: the criticism, though, that the stop would be of black people because of the of suspicious
6: nature of police officers? <laughs> no. The reason it was a black person is they committed 75% of the crime with guns. So, of course, you would stop black people more than white people. There was much more suspicion that they had a
5: gun. And not just I mean, based no, on the color of their skin? Every, everything
6: was based on statistics. And the black community was most often calling us, telling us that the black had a gun.
5: All right, so you had to have other facts in order to stop uh, someone on the yeah, street. And I
6: can explain to you how it went wrong. It eventually did go wrong. It, uh, the Bloomberg administration, we never did more than a ninety thousand in a year because he could do that kind of intricate paperwork and support for it. Sure. The Bloomberg administration brought it all, all the way up to six hundred thousand. Ah. And it, and at that number a huge it seemed hard to defend it.
0: Yeah. And it
6: and it did seem like it was a blanket just just search black So there was some validity to overturning it. But there, we were very careful we actually convinced the Clinton administration Including Eric Holder, that our program was totally legal and based specifically one for one on a complaint from a black person in order to be protected against another black person. And what are we supposed to do? Not act on that?
5: Right. You know,
6: it's uh, uh, it's
5: interesting to hear how those statistics shifted from one administration to another and how they can uh, programs like that can be abused. We're going to come right back with uh, Mayor Rudy Giuliani still with us. You make sure to stay uh, with us. On the other side of the break, we're going to turn our attention to Minneapolis and to the death of George Floyd, which has uh, caused uh, protests, uh, riots, looting across the country, but protests and civil disobedience, both here as well as uh, internationally, we're going to ask Rudy Giuliani what his thoughts were upon seeing this video regarding George Floyd and also about what reforms are needed as uh, racism still is abound in policing uh, in this country, although the question of how much is a big, big question. So make sure to stay with us. We'll be right back. And on this short break, go to Parker DK. Give us a call if we have time. We'll try to get you on the air, 651-289-4488. Stay with us. AM
6: 1280,
5: The Patriot. How can you protect your company's most valuable proprietary information? This is Andrew Parker of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. We recently represented a local manufacturing company in an employment lawsuit. Our client learned that a long-time employee was leaving the company to join a direct competitor. The employee intended to help the competitor develop an automated manufacturing system that was a copy of our client's system. The employee did not have a non-compete agreement with our client. We nonetheless filed suit and brought an immediate motion to prevent the employee from beginning work with the competing company. We won and the employee was prohibited from working for the competitor. Parker Daniels Keyboard's attorneys have been advising companies on employment law matters for decades. And if you find yourself in court, our attorneys are some of the toughest and most experienced employment trial lawyers around. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard. Go to ParkerDK.com.
4: Hey, are you guys open?
1: Yeah, yeah we are. Come on in. As businesses reopen across the nation... Is your business prepared for what comes next? Salem Surround can help. COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt but now local businesses are getting back to normal and families are getting out to shops, stores and restaurants are you ready for the return to business and all that pent up consumer demand business recovery plan should be ready to go right now the marketing team at Salem Surround is ready to help so you don't waste a minute or a dollar recapturing market share we'll help design your recovery plan targeting potential customers with proven marketing strategies with Everything in our toolkit working for you. Digital, audio, mobile, even audience-engaging contests and promotions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital marketing plan. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com.
5: Connecting you with new customers. Mark Twain once quipped, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, The jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. We are back. It is the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker. And this week on the Victory Hour, we are talking to uh, America's mayor, Mayor Rudy Giuliani. And we're talking about the issues of racism and policing in this country and the rule of law. Uh, Mayor, uh, if we can set aside for a minute the rioting and the looting uh, and turn our attention to that video of the death of George Floyd. Uh, And I wanted to get your thoughts about what you saw there in terms of uh, the policing that was going on there. And do you think that this has been properly
6: charged out? Well, I have to tell you, Andrew, I have to go back to the first two or three times I saw it, because now you've seen it so often, Right. you see other things in it. But the first time I saw it, and I watched it with a friend of mine who's also a former prosecutor. So remember, I was a prosecutor for 17 years of my life, and even though I was a federal prosecutor because I did RICO cases, I prosecuted murder cases, because murder is a RICO predicate. Sure. So people understand it. So I watched it, and the f- my first question when I saw it the first time was, does he have him handcuffed? Right. And then, then I saw the other video, and then I said, did they take the handcuffs off? Because I don't see any need for what he's doing if the man is handcuffed. Number two, I know they said there was some kind of protocol for, a, for putting your knee on a man's neck. I've never heard of any such protocol. I've never seen a police officer do that before, and it's certainly not a protocol in the New York City Police Department. And my three police commissioners would tell you the same thing because I checked with each one of them. So I, I was saying to myself, I don't know what, what the hell is your knee doing on his neck? For many you minutes, up to eight minutes. It shouldn't have been there at all. If yeah. you wanted to restrain him, in addition to his being handcuffed, and that's hard to understand what else you have to do, you put your knee on his back. You actually control him better on, on his back. Uh, I mean, you put your knee in the center of the back. Now you, now you can control both sides of his body. I mean, the only reason I could think of that you'd be on top of a man who's in handcuffs is if the man was being was tossing himself around and maybe could hurt himself.
5: And so based upon back. what you've seen, uh, do you think it's been properly uh, charged really? out? It's now second-degree murder. No. I think it's murder. I think it's premeditated
6: murder. First-degree. I think it's... I think it's, yeah, first-degree murder. I think he was warned. I've never had a murder case in which the murderer was basically confronted four times with the fact that he might murder someone and went ahead and did it. I think if I were, Interesting. Arguing, that case, if I were arguing that case to a jury, I would say, first of all, premeditation doesn't mean you have to think about it five days before. Right. Premeditation, premeditation can be determined right during the act of committing murder. And you don't have a better, I've never heard of a better case than a man being told four, five times, he can't breathe, he can't breathe, he can't breathe, he can't breathe. And I think one time, I think I heard one of the bystanders say, you're going to kill him, you're going to kill him. And then I heard them say, he's dead. Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know what he needed. I mean, well, did he need God to come down and tell him? Right, I mean, Mayor, let me, let, I, me have, let me ask you. have, let I, me. I have no idea what the other police officer was doing. Right. He's standing there. He's standing on like an impassive. So he's got to be charged as well. Those two, it's very clear. The other two, the only thing, of course, I saw, I think one or two of them have a knee on them at one point. That might be a little tougher. I just don't know what the evidence is against the other two
5: police officers. Well, let me ask you this, Mayor. Let me let me ask you this. I I really want to find out your thoughts on this, and, and this will probably be tricky or difficult for you to put your sh- yourself uh, in as uh, Mayor Jacob Fry. But but let's say that you were. The, the mayor of Minneapolis, and there were a lot of errors made, and I know you could spend most of the rest of the show talking about them, including giving up the third precinct and allowing it to burn to the no, ground. I, that I mean, catac- th- that was a, colossal. That was a
6: cataclysmic event.
5: Yeah, that, beyond that event. beyond Minnesota boundaries it affected uh, when people uh, he, he, see that. I mean, I, uh, People in the New York Police Department
6: yes. say that he's the reason for our riots.
5: But what would you he's, do now? Uh, if you were uh, mayor of Minneapolis, what would you do to try to quell the issues that we are facing? They're talking about defunding the entire police department. I'm talking about 100 <laughs> percent defunding police and creating a new safety system in Minneapolis. I don't know what they're going to come up with, but
6: they're talking about it. Well, I think somebody has to have the courage to speak to the black community honestly and not as a uh I think when you're not being honest with members of a particular race, because you want to um, just satisfy political correctness, I think that's really a racist.
5: But honestly, there are police officers that are racist. I mean, and there are, there are that
6: abuse authority. Of course there are. Yes, there are police officers who are racist. Yes, there are police officers that participate in brutality. Is it exaggerated? Yes. Is it uh, if you solved it, would you make the black community safe? No. If you solved police brutality and there was never another incident of police brutality, 99% of the black men who die today will die tomorrow. And why do you say that statistically? Because they commit so few, so few of them are killed by policemen. So in 19, in 20, in 2019, the last year with full statistics, there were nine unarmed blacks killed by police. There were 20 unarmed whites killed by police. Blacks killed other blacks about six to 7,000 times. So if you wiped out those 9 to 20 murders a year, let's say some years it gets up to as many as 13 and 14 unarmed blacks, you would get rid of 13 or 14 murders by the police of blacks, unjustifiable homicide of blacks, and you'd be left with six to 8,000 more.
5: So let's talk about how do we eliminate abuse and racism within the police department, regardless of whether it would affect uh, the black community well, you significantly? You can't
6: re- you can't reduce it without reducing substantially uh, the the overwhelming amount of violent crime in the black community. You can't. You're just not going to reduce it. You can't reduce it by just saying to the police, you know, don't arrest somebody.
5: Well, I don't or know. I don't you know, know that somebody, that is what what mayor. I don't know that that is it, what is being know, suggested. Uh, I, I think, to a, to a uh, prom I, I think
6: what is, is being suggested, people, Mr. Mayor, is the people that are arresting are violent criminals. they resist arrest, they try to kill the police officers, they try to run away after, after their're first, first restrained. so the, the reason that you have police encounters disproportionately in the black community is because you have a disproportionate amount of black crime. The police would be somewhere somewhere else.
5: But what about investigations? Shouldn't we have an investigative body that is outside of the police department? Should we have an elected board that oversees the police department, an elected board from within that community? And shouldn't we do away with public sector unions in the police? Do away with them all together, have civil service rules, let them negotiate over their pay. But beyond that, in terms of hiring and firing of police, why do you need collective
6: bargaining? Because they should be treated like everybody else. Well, there, arguably, wrong,
5: there shouldn't be any public sector unions.
6: Well, then do, do, do away with it. Well, you see if you can do away with it for the teachers and then do away with it for the police. Okay. But you can't just do it away, away with it for the police. There's no reason in a million years why we should deal in a prejudicial way against policemen in this country. The policemen are the reason that I was able to save more black lives than any mayor in New York history. The social workers weren't going to do it. The teachers weren't going to do it. And you sure as hell the black crooked politicians weren't going to do it. I was able to reduce crime in the black community more than any mayor in history. And those idiots will never come to me for advice because they don't want to hear my advice. Yes, you've got to eliminate police brutality. More important than that, you have to teach the police to deal with the blacks in a respectful way because a lot of times they don't because of cultural differences and because of fear. But if you do that, you will accomplish nothing. And if you care about black lives, black lives matters, and all you want to do is concentrate on police brutality, then you don't care about black lives. You're a phony. What you care about is being politically correct, being politically popular, and, and maybe other, other political objectives. If you care about black lives, you're going to get into... How do I save the vast, overwhelming majority of black people that are killed? And you save that by bringing down black crime. And, in, ter- and in
5: terms, Mayor, of sensitivity training, training for police officers as it relates to communities different from their uh, own I did it. critical, I right? I did it, and it works. Yeah, and it, it and it works,
6: And it works. But yeah. more important is you've got to teach people in the community how to treat each other. Yeah, yeah. We are going to be back with
5: uh, America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani, and uh, on the other side of this break, we're going to talk with the mayor about his special role in uh, the Trump administration as one of the personal attorneys to Donald J. Trump. Rudy Giuliani knows Donald J. Trump quite well. We're going to ask him a few questions about uh, the president, so make sure to Stay with us. We'll be right back. We'll try to get to Bob, who has called in on the other side, if we have uh, time. If you would like to call 651-289-4488 as we continue on the Victory Hour with Mayor Rudy Giuliani on the other side of this quick break. Go to parkerdk.com. AM 1280,
0: The Patriot.
5: After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, Contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis.
4: If you could do one thing that changed you forever, would you? How about something extraordinary? Set a clear new vision for yourself this year and join Dr. Sebastian Gorka on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th. Journeying through one of the most politically and spiritually significant places in the world, you'll see over 40 iconic sites straight from Holy Scripture. Reserve your spot today.
0: Register at am1280thepatriot.com.
3: American pressure.
0: Spray it. Don't say it. During these
3: constantly changing times, American Pressure is here for you. From service on your pressure washer to new hoses, guns, wands, and accessories, or complete equipment, we are open for business. One product I want to bring to your attention today that we offer is Vital Oxide. It's a disinfectant with many wonderful government certifications. Give us a call today at 763-521-4442 to find out more.
4: contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel, winning results. Go to parkerdk.com.
5: And why might we be playing this week on the Victory Hour? As you know, many of you Tune in because of the music each week. Why would we be playing New York, New York? Well, because today we are honored to have America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani join us on the Victory Hour. And uh, we know when we play that, people will be looking around to see where Giuliani is. He is right here with us. We want to turn now, uh, Mayor, to... Uh, have you put uh, a, a, your other hat on which is a personal <laughs> attorney to to Donald J Trump and and, sure. and uh, you know I, I want to I don't want to ask you the standard question about you know what's great about Donald Trump etc I want to go into more his character I mean he, he's from New York sure. you've known him for years and years what is the true character
6: of Donald J Trump well, I mean, I've known him for th- to be specific 30 years, and I uh, I've I really got to know him exceptionally well and really close, starting with the campaign where I was with him 24 hours a day for five months at the end of the campaign. Uh, let me tell you some of the things people don't know about Donald Trump. Uh, I'll tell you one of the re- reasons why I'm so fiercely loyal to him so i had a I had a bad divorce and have two children. I love them both enormously and um kind of worked through it well with my daughter. My son got a- a alienated from me and uh my son is a tremendous golfer he um plays he plays the trump golf course he won the championship there when he was like a teenager. Donald always liked him a lot, I think in part because he's a great golfer he's a great kid. Donald would take time, when I couldn't see him, to play golf with him and tell him wisely that, you know, problems in a marriage are always 50-50, and sometimes one spouse gets a little angry and they want to use the child, and you really have to remember your father loves you, and he's he's asking about you all the time, and he's trying to see you. And and in the course of of a a year or two, he, he was one of two people, there was another person who helped me do it, that brought me back with my son together, and now we're inseparable. And uh, he's like my son's uncle, second uncle. My son, my son loves him and works for him. He is a very uh, deep man, much deeper than he shows. He, he went to a military school. To be who he was in New York, you have got to be tough as nails. The construction business in New York is not as complex as being president, but in many ways it's almost as tough. And to be a great negotiator, you have to be able to operate at all different levels. You know, you have to say, uh, 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 I can do I I, I want uh, 10 million to do this job when, in fact, you'd really do it for five. But you begin at 10 because you're not going to get five if you don't ask for 10. And then you go through bitter negotiations for weeks and you get what you want. And you've Uh,
5: seen that in his presidency where he'll say something, the media will jump down his throat he never, you know, intended uh, to end there in any event. And he's yes. just trying to move the ball forward in a winning way. He
6: also hasn't been brought up as a politician. Right. I mean, I'm kind of I'm kind of like that. But I've had, you know, 30 years of experience to to, to really to really stop what I'm going to say. And and I think there's something uh, there's a good side to that, though. He's absolutely honest. Right. He, he, he is who you see. A lot of the politicians would have said exactly the same thing he said early, but they have trained themselves not to, and then sometimes they do that so much they start to say nothing. In other words, they're so afraid that before they see a poll, yeah, they're going to take the wrong position, yeah, or they do they do, and I hate to you know bring up Biden, but they do what Biden does, which is to change their positions all the time, yeah. So, so they're you know, they're... Um, well, and I've said it a number
5: of times, Mayor, exactly what you're talking about. You know, exactly that this may be people. the most honest president we've ever had. 100%.
6: You don't have to... I mean, you, you, you may think his ideas are crazy. You may think his ideas are wrong. You may think anything you want to think. But he's basically... He's basically telling you... What he thinks? With his tweets, tweet, he tells you... I like that. I don't like that. He's capable of changing his mind. Mayor, is he a racist? Oh, God, no. It's the last thing in the world you would ever say about him. The man had so many black friends when I knew him in New York, you know, as a friend. There's not a racial boner. I've never heard him say anything vaguely suggesting that he's prejudiced against anybody. I mean, the joke is. The only uh, the only prejudice he has in terms of color is for green. <laughs> and I think everybody that knows him in New York that uh, I was on I was on the air with Piers uh, Morgan the other night. and We had a big battle. Yeah, it's all you know, over, Piers over the Morgan, Internet. I Piers wa- Morgan. Yeah, Piers Morgan knows him yeah. for years. Piers Morgan has told me he doesn't think he's a racist. Yeah. Piers Morgan knows he's not a racist. So the point I was making: you want to attack him, attack him for something real. Yeah. Don't 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 play into this. People who don't know him, it's terrible if people think the president of the United States is a racist. Yeah. And how could a racist have let more black people out of prison than any Democrat ever did? Because of the because if the, the weirdest thing is he's letting out of prison blacks who were put in prison based on the law that Biden passed.
5: Listen, there's a lot of racism in this country, and as I have often said. Racism is colorblind. Neither blue team or red team. We both can raise our hand when we say we've done eh, not as much as we should to eradicate There's no racism. About it.
6: There's no question about it, but, but, uh, but there are Americans, many Americans actually, who aren't. I think I think we have, we probably have more people in this country that are fair people than any other country. We also have some horrible a racist. When I when I see what happened with that police officer, and I'm not sure the police officer is a racist. He just could be an out of control police officer. I'd like to see his 18 other complaints. Right. I would like to see the did, did he do this as often to white people as black people? Now, did he do it more to black people because he's going to have more encounters with black people? Yes, but he go deeper. He's also going to have, have had some encounters with white people. Sure. And with 18 complaints, if he wasn't having any. Pro- with white people at all. It could be four to one black, but it better be four to one. Then, then we have you a race. look at those this
5: statistics I, would be critical. Mayor, before we end today, I, I want to give you a chance to talk about what you're up to
6: now. Talk about your podcast. We got 30 seconds. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, i been doing a podcast. I've been doing a podcast for longer, but it got me through. It got me through being, you know, locked in my 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 uh, my house. I do two podcasts a week and they're really good i mean uh so we just had... put
5: your name in and we can
6: get your podcast Rudy'sCommonSense.com, RudyCommonSense.com, or you can listen to me on the radio at WABCRadio.com. Beautiful. Four to six, four to six every weekend.
5: Outstanding, and America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani. We want to thank you once again for being on the Victory Andrew, Hour. It was a
6: real pleasure, and it was excellent. Thank you very much. And a big hello from
5: Michael Krellitz our friend. Ah, uh,
6: great guy. We love him, and and, 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 and my girl Maria. He's he's the best guy. Outstanding. Outstanding.
5: Thank you, Mr. Mayor, very much. Hope to see you soon. Okay. AM
0: 1280 The Patriot. Whoa. Look
1: at all these options.
0: You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com.
4: At American Family Insurance, we know owning a business takes hard work. From long days to long nights, starting your own business is a dream worth pursuing. We're right here in your community, and we'll be here for you every step of the way. American Family Insurance is focused on protecting the business you've worked so hard to build so you can keep moving towards what's next. For details, contact Pamela McCarthy, agent at the Pam McCarthy Agency, Inc. Call 651-460-3333.
3: American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783.
4: At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we recognize that this school year was a little different. As you look ahead to a new chapter this fall, TwinCitiesTuitions.com will be here to help with half-price
0: tuitions for first-time students. To see a full list of partnering schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com.